Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. This week, I spoke to the Real Estate Investing Club at one of the local colleges here in the Twin Cities, and there's a lot of new faces in the crowd, so I decided to give a crash course in real estate investing. So without further ado, welcome to Real Estate Investing 101. to real estate regardless of how you want to buy it how you want to get into it is every real estate deal needs three things it needs somebody who has the time somebody who has the experience and somebody who has the capital all right so let me break this down a bit in the beginning it's unlikely that you're going to have all three of these things that you need if you want to succeed in real estate investing you might have the time but you don't have the capital you don't have the experience you might have the capital but you don't know what to do and you maybe don't have any time at all but here's the thing is that you don't need to have all three things yourself you can go out there and find a partner to complement your skills and your weaknesses so for example if you have time on your hands maybe you're young and you're just starting out you have time but you don't have capital you don't have experience well then go Go find those partners who do have experience and they do have capital, but they're strapped for time. You bring them an awesome deal and then say, hey, I'm going to run this thing for you. You fund it and you show me what to do and I'm going to do all the heavy lifting. That could be a great match. On the other side, maybe you have capital, you don't have experience and you don't have time, but you still want to invest in real estate. Well, you could still go out there and find operators to partner with. This is something that we do at Invictus. All right. Now, if you don't have capital, well, here's the tricky part, because I don't know if you noticed, but real estate is pretty expensive. So I started in 2012 with the triplex that I bought with an FHA loan. So I house hacked one unit and I rented out the other two. All right, so my first property, I put $7,500 down and bought a triplex that was worth $246,000. I did this with an FHA loan, which is for first-time home buyers. It's a great way, if you don't have a lot of capital, to get into your first investment property. Now, the downside is that you have to live in the property. So in that triplex, I lived in one unit, I rented out the other two. This is called house hacking. This is a great way to bring down the expenses of your, of your living. On that particular deal for me, nine months later, after I purchased it, it had uh, evaluated for $375,000. It appreciated over $125,000 in just the nine months that I owned it. That's incredible. How did I do it? Well, first, I'm a genius investor. And not really. I'm really not. I just got lucky. Truthfully, like investing, it can be really hard to track all the variables, when you're, especially when you're new, that are going to matter in the grand scheme of things. But the one that matters the most is location, location, location. If you pick the right neighborhood in the right market that's growing, then you can all but be assured that you're going to ride a wave of appreciation. You're going to do pretty well. So that's number one, is understanding market dynamics. However, like I mentioned before, there are a lot of factors that you just can't predict. If you guys haven't noticed, in the last six months or so, the world's ending. So riding market appreciation maybe isn't like the best long-term strategy, which is why in 2013, I was like, okay, well, this is cool, but this isn't gonna work long-term. And that's why I made the jump to multifamily assets. So who is familiar like with the difference in how a triplex is valued versus, say, a 30-unit apartment complex? 
So here's where I stumped them just a little bit. In fairness, some of them got half of it right, some got the other half right, but nobody got it entirely right. And this is important because this is the reason why I made the jump from house hacking that triplex over to larger commercial multifamily properties, which are defined by having more than five units because of the type of loan that we're gonna put onto it. Now this is important because properties that have less than five units, so like a single family, a duplex, a triplex, and a quad, they're gonna be valued based off of what's called the comparables approach. Whereas the larger multifamily, if it's five units and above, it's based off of the income approach. So let me break this down real quick. The income approach is saying how profitable is this business? The more profit this business generates, then the more it's worth, right? That makes sense, that's pretty straightforward. So if I can go into say a 10 unit apartment complex and I can increase the revenue and I can decrease the expenses, this makes my building more profitable and thus worth more. I like that. And that's compared to what I had with that triplex, which is the way these buildings are valued is off the comparables approach. And so what this means is, my building is going to be worth more or less exactly what the neighbor's house is worth or the houses within a particular region. So if Bill down the street, for whatever reason, loses his job and he has to sell his house because he can't pay the mortgage anymore, he might sell it at a loss. Now that is bringing down the value of my home. So just because of Bill's life circumstances, my real estate is worth less. And that never really sat very well with me when I was living in that triplex. Now, granted, my triplex appreciated by 125,000, which meant that Bill did a pretty good job. He, sell, he sold his house and made a pretty good penny. So thank you, Bill. However, I didn't like not having the control of being able to say, if I go in here and I operate my asset well, if I increase the revenue, decrease the expenses, then I'm guaranteed that my building is gonna be worth more. And that's all fine and dandy, but it's one thing to say, hey, we're gonna make our building more valuable by going in there, increasing the revenue and decreasing the, the expenses. It's a whole other thing to actually go and do it. So how do we actually improve the operations of our building? When we go into a multifamily asset, if we can improve how it's operating, if we can improve like its revenue, that's the rent or the ancillary income that it's getting from fees, like FDs and things like that, and we can decrease the expenses, then we can make the building more profitable. All right, so when we go in, we buy a building for two million, we add value, we improve the operations, we can be really confident that it's gonna be worth $3 million when we go to refinance it. Now wait, what do I mean when I say refinance it? Why don't we just sell this thing? So if you've ever watched HGTV and like the house flipping shows where they'll just go buy a home, they'll, they'll fix it up, they'll make it really pretty and then they'll sell it at a big profit. That's a great way to make money, but the problem with that model is at the end of it, you don't have a house, you sold it. So in multifamily, what we do is a little bit different. Instead of selling the asset to realize all of this equity that we forced into the asset, we go back to the bank and we say, hey, we've improved the product, we've made it more valuable, would you be willing to lend on this now at the higher valuation? And most of the time the bank will say, yes sir, we'll do that. And so they'll put a new piece of loan on this product, we get to pay back the old loan, and we get to realize the equity that we had forced into the property. Now, this is really important. This is powerful because one, we still own the asset, right? At the end of the day, we're getting to pull the equity out of the building, but we're not selling the building. We still have this cash flowing product. Number two, 
is this refinance event is actually tax-free. One of the biggest wealth generating lessons I've ever learned is it's not about what you make, it's about what you keep. And taxes are generally gonna be one of your biggest expenses in life. So anything that you can do to reduce that is key. This tax-free event puts cash back in our hands and into the hands of our investors. So now we and our investors benefit from getting this capital earlier, which allows us to increase the velocity of our capital. Because now we can take that money that's no longer tied up into that building building and we can reinvest it. So we can say, go buy another building that's cash flowing while still owning the first building that's also cash flowing. This is how you get the compounding effect on your side. So the cash out refinance is a super powerful secret weapon that we like to use whenever possible. In fact, we're doing a refinance right now that's returning 60% of our initial capital just in two years. It's crazy. So here's the next question that we got from the students is, how did we pick multifamily and do we invest in any other asset classes? There's a lot of different ways to make money in real estate. This is the thing is that there's, there's no shortage of ways to make money, whether that's single family fix and flips, industrial, flex, office, storage, mobile home parks. Like there's tons of ways to make money. And you'll hear people say like, this is the best investment. This is the best asset class. And the truth is that there is no best. There's just best for you given your context. And your context is going to be dependent on the skills that you have that you can bring to bear on that, on that asset. We love multifamily investing at Invictus Capital because it's, it's all we do. But I mean, there's a ton of great ways to make money in real estate. You could be in self-storage, you could be in mobile home parks, you could be in industrial. But for us, we don't know what we don't know. If I go into self-storage, sure, it looks a whole lot like a multifamily building. We're renting out some square footage and it's a building, but I don't know what I don't know. And because of that, it increases the risk profile of the investment. And so for us, we're all about mitigating the downside. And to do that, we stay in our lane. And that would be my number one piece of advice for new investors out there trying to figure out how to make their way in the real estate world is pick a lane. Doesn't doesn't really matter which lane it is because in real estate, there's a ton of great ways to make money. Just pick a lane, stick with it until you master it and you get to the point where it's just so boring because you've done it so many times that now you have the extra bandwidth to maybe turn and look at additional assets. But until you get to that point of being so good at what you do that it's just humdrum, monotonous, you're probably not ready to take on more risk. So when you're starting out, just keep it simple. Stay in your lane. Don't get shiny object syndrome. All right. And that's going to do it. That concludes Real Estate Investing 101. If you have questions, reach out. I'd love to field them. Put them in the comments below. Don't forget to hit that like and that subscribe button because people tell me that's an important thing to do. And we'll see you in the next video. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.